0: Ireland's Classics Radio. It's Trina and on the line we have got Jennifer Carroll. Now you might know Jennifer, you possibly follow her on Instagram. She's got so many blooming Instagram followers, you probably are one of them. She has a new book out. It is a memoir and a cookbook all in one. Uh, welcome to the show, Jen. How are you? Hi Trina. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, first of all, how did you manage to get this many Instagram followers? 125,000 because... <laughs> I've been looking at mine and I'm embarrassed. I know, I was very late to the game with Instagram. I only joined recently. I think I've got a thousand. So if anybody would like to follow Uh, me. A
1: thousand is good.
0: Yeah, if anyone would like to follow me, Trina Show. actually Jen, you need to plug this on your Instagram, get some of your followers to follow me.
1: Yeah, I'll throw it up on my story there.
0: (laughs) So yeah, so the Instagram page started first and now you're doing your book. So why did you start an Instagram page?
1: So the Instagram page I started back in 2018 and it's. five years old now so it was just something I started I was doing a weight loss journey and I was like I want something for myself to help me accountable like a food journal but I wanted like I liked the pictures I quite liked cooking and I just thought this is a good way to keep me accountable like I'll post my three meals every single day it was on private like I didn't have followers I didn't even tell my friends or family about it I just kept posting every single day and then after a few weeks my friends found out about it they had quite big followers on Instagram and they started sharing it and then I just kind of slowly snowballed over the years and it just grew and grew and grew into what it is today.
0: It's massive, it's called uh, Jen's Journey and uh, actually the Instagram is (laughs) jens underscore, we get it correct, jens underscore journey underscore i.e. But the the reason, I mean you had a a big amount of weight to lose, didn't you? Yeah, so I've lost 12 stone in total now. I was about
1: yeah, so just over 12 stone in the last I I think the first year I lost 10 stone and that was massive that was monumental for me. And then the second year I lost 2 stone and then in the the last kind of three years, I've been just really working on maintaining dropping it, dropping a little bit more and more kind of like my fitness and stuff.
0: When you have a big amount of weight to lose, and I know only too well about struggling with weight, OK, I've struggled with weight my whole life. um it can feel like such a mountain to climb, can't it? Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. And I always say that to everyone because when you say, you know, I lost 10 stone in a year, people are like, oh my God. But I mean, I never set out with that intention. I didn't wake up one day and be like, I'm giving myself 12 months to lose 10 stone. That was never. I mean, if I had a... I think if I put that pressure on myself, I probably wouldn't have been as successful with the weight loss. But I think it was just, you know, small changes, introducing daily habits and gradually over time it was coming off. I, I think what I learned after years and years of dying since I was a young child was, you know, putting too much pressure on yourself, restricting myself too much or, you know, taking away the things that I like. It never, I always ended up you know, feeling like, oh, I failed and I throw the towel in and it was just that vicious cycle. So this time I was like, I'm not restricting myself. I'm not going to go, you know, to the gym five days a week. I'm not going to put any kind of pressure, just small changes, more cooking, you know, healthy, easy recipes. And it just worked for me.
0: Yeah. Now you had a big reason to lose this weight as well. The fact that you're a man. Yeah. So I had like
1: over the years, like I said, from when I was a very young, very young I was kind of trying all the diets that were out at the time and nothing ever worked and I was just always unhappy and then I moved to London when I was 19 and I was living there for about not, almost nine years and I was in a relationship and then I ended up having my son over there that relationship turned abusive and I think in the last two years that I was there I really gained like a substantial amount of weight in a short space of time and I think I realised at that point you know, I have to get home I want to come back to Ireland I have an almost two year old that I need to keep up with and I knew I had to make the changes for him it wasn't just about me anymore
0: You mentioned to me there, off air, Jennifer how you bought yourself a weighing scales but it didn't actually record your weight because you are too heavy for it
1: Yeah. So that was when I first decided, like I said, you know, I was like, I tried Atkins, I tried Weight Watchers, I tried everything. And then I remember it was in the February before I started, I was like, I'm going to do, a ju- you know, a juice cleanse or a smoothie cleanse diet. And I had been at my GP and I did 30 days straight of having one meal and I think two smoothies or something like that. And I went and got myself a weighing scales, And then I realized I was obviously over you know the max number the scales went to so I didn't know what weight I was and I had to go to my GP and really really tried to do this juice cleanse and I remember I didn't really lose any weight and that was I ended up discovering then I did have an underactive thyroid I don't think that was the reason for how I got as big as I was but I think it definitely probably affected when I tried to lose weight so then I went out and got myself a like Weight Watchers weighing scale I think it was and decided that I would actually start tracking it and I was on my medication I was really starting to kind of look look after myself I just started with the food first I didn't start with any kind of exercise or anything like that I was like I'm just starting with the basics more home cooking and I did start to see the weight obviously coming off a little bit quicker
0: Now you said as well secret eating was a thing for you Yeah
1: so that was a massive thing Um I know I struggled a lot when I was in, I was at uni training to do theatre and I was very self-conscious of my size and kind of my mid-twenties. And I'd went to, this was before I had my son, I went to the GP and I was really considering weight loss surgery in the UK. And he was like, you know, you're a good candidate, you're relatively healthy, like you're young. And I went home to think about it. And it was that was when I think I realised, you know, my eating habits, it's not just, you know, like I had an eating disorder. I think people when they think of eating disorders are going to think the opposite end of the scale, you know, like bulimia, anorexia, that. But I definitely wasn't emotionally or a secret eater or a binge or since I was very young. And I think over the years, it, like it was quite easy for me to hide. I mean, it wasn't easy to hide because I was physically getting bigger and bigger and in denial to everyone around me that I was eating. But it was easy for me to hide my binges on my secret, eating. and I knew for myself. That the surgery wouldn't be the answer. I just knew that if I get the surgery, I'm not working on my mind or my mindset I kind of, that's where I, was, I need to start from within. And I still didn't get that aha moment as you'd say, until I had my son. He was definitely, I think, my like my reason, my purpose, I suppose to yeah. kind of want to lose
0: the weight. Of course. And even the fact of, you know, when you have a baby and you're down in your hunkers, you're changing nappies and you know, when they get to the yeah. age, they're going to the playground, they're running around. You don't want to be the one who can't participate with them and can't play with them and can't exactly, do, yeah. and can't see to their needs you know it's awful and I could imagine like even going up and down the stairs I'd say it was tough yeah. on you was it?
1: Oh definitely I remember in one of the apartments I lived in London we were like there were stairs and I had like a six month old baby in a boogie trying to get up and down the stairs there were days where I wouldn't even want to leave the apartment because it was too much of an effort and then when he was kind of walking and running when he was one, one and a half I just was like, I won't be able to keep up with him, you know, and missing out on things like I was say 28 years old and I knew I hadn't been on a bike in about 12 years because I was too self conscious. I hadn't been in the sea or to a swimming pool and I held myself back from doing all of those things, yeah. like travel and everything. And I was like, all I'm going to do is hold him back. Like he's going to miss out on all of these things. At that time I became a single parent and I was like I'm raising him on my own and I hold myself back so much that that's just only going to hold him back and I think that really hurt me because you know I didn't want to put that on him he didn't deserve that and I wanted to kind of be the best parent for him so that that definitely pushed me because like you said simple things like going to the park was such a massive deal for me at the time like even to be out in public I didn't like walking around I was always so embarrassed and ashamed of my size like I had a really really negative mindset and a really bad relationship with myself But that kind of affects my everyday life.
0: And I mean, navigating this new life that you were starting as a single parent can be scary and stressful. But as you said, it was an abusive relationship that you'd left. So in in many ways, it was probably easier for you. And this was a good chance to start afresh. Exactly, yeah.
1: So that's what it was as well. Like, I knew that myself and character, that's my son, would be moving home in the summer. And obviously, you know, while we were in England, there was a lot of kind of court proceedings. That took a long time. But I knew that the time was coming that we get to move back to Ireland. And that was when I was really felt the pressure of, like, I'm coming home to live with my parents. I'm 28. I'm, like, 26 down. I'll have no job. And I just felt very low in myself and I was kind of like, like I need to start losing weight. Um, to kind of turn my life around. I knew that was where I needed to start because my weight affected everything myself, you know, like myself staying my confidence, my everyday life. It just affected me that way. I know obviously everyone is different, but it had a massive impact on my everyday life. So I think moving home was such a fresh start. Like, I always remember saying, like, my dad came over, he collected me a carriage, we had a van, we got the boat home. And the day we, like, drove off that boat back in Dublin, it was like I'd shed the weight physically because I just felt... So much lighter and freer. Like, I was home with my family, my friends. I had that support. And I think that really helped me be successful in kind of changing my life around. Like, I was lucky I had that support around me because, you know, I sometimes think if I never came home or if I was still over there,
0: if I never have character, if I never have you know, I don't know. I could say that I would have lost the weight or I would have done it for myself. I bet you never thought in a million years you would be bringing out a memoir and a cookbook. No,
1: absolutely not. And like when I first moved back to Ireland, like I was saying earlier, my two best friends, they did social media for a living and they were, you know, like Insta, Insta huns. I used to call them and I'd be like, you know, I found it fascinating because it wasn't a thing when I was in London. Like I didn't, I wasn't really on Instagram. So I thought it was gas. Like I'd go out with them, they'd get recognised. Or like if they'd with their phones out, I'd be absolutely mortified and I'd be like dodging them and I'd be like, don't put pictures of me up or like, don't let me be in any of the videos. And I was so skeptical and terrified of it. Obviously, I was terrified of, you know, being seen and hearing people saying mean things. But then I think when I started tracking it, and like I said, I was sharing my three meals a day, my recipes. I think I was maybe three or four months on Instagram before I actually showed like a picture of myself or like before I went on camera to speak. I used to just only show my food yeah. so I think I had like 15 to 20 thousand followers which <laughs> no one knew what I looked like I was just <laughs> this like random girl on palette that just shared her meals and I was petrified of it and then when I slowly started doing it I think it definitely helped with my confidence it kind of gave me like you know a creative outlet I got to interact with so many people in similar boats to me like whether it was the weight whether it was you know the domestic violence I had so many people message me and reach out to me that like like none of my friends had ever been in those situations. So it was kind of hard sometimes to talk to someone. And then I had this like, you know, hundreds of people online that would reach out in similar situations and having those kind of conversations helped as well. But I never in a million years imagined, you know, I felt quite vulnerable, I suppose, writing the book because it's so permanent and it's so out there and you're really sharing your story. And I never in a million years thought that I'd be like in a position where I'd even want to do that like I'd never even imagine it for myself it's, like it's been a long journey and I've, like we started the book back in 2021 so it's been it has been a long journey so I'm delighted it's finally out there now and I think I do finally feel quite proud of it and just like hopefully my biggest thing is that like when character's older he's proud too because it is obviously his story too
0: yeah well I am looking at uh, the book and I'm also looking at your Instagram and some of the recipes here I'm actually salivating would you ever send some over to me Um, no it's it's great because I mean literally the first thing we do when we get up in the morning I don't know about you but I certainly the first thing I'm on I'm on the phone checking out what's been going on in the world overnight looking at Instagram looking at social media and whether we like to admit we're addicted to it or not we are addicted so it's great that uh, you know something like this has given you an outlet it's now a career for you you've gotten healthy Uh, you're here and you're happy with your son as well and you have this book it is called Jen's Journey do check it out it's a memoir and a cookbook so something a bit different as well all in one there and of course you can follow Jennifer Carroll there on uh, Instagram the Instagram page jens underscore journey underscore IE and Jen you're going to get me a few followers aren't you? (laughs) Yes I'm on Instagram too (laughs) (laughs) Lovely Look take care of yourself and hopefully we'll talk again Thanks so much for your time Jennifer Thanks Familiar. Bye now Ireland's Classics Radio (laughs)